This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Dude, we were supposed to meet up in, uh, is that Irvine? I think yeah, Irvine, right? Yeah. What, what happened to Yeah, that? the OC. <sighs> my dog got sick. I know it sounds like uh-huh, she's, uh-huh, a, she's uh-huh, my small uh-huh. dog. I have, I have two dogs. I have a standard poodle and a toy poodle. And my my toy poodle always gets sick, and so after she got sick again, I finally got pet insurance. Oh shit! So, Wait, did they, did you? Yeah, were they she, actually she, able she, to give it baby. to you? Since your dog's already sick, or are they were they totally cool with it? Oh, they're cool with it, but I had still had to pay for that in cash. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it takes a month for it to take into effect. But after she got sick this again, I'm like, damn. damn. Yeah, this dog is like my 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 toy poodle. She's like, well, she's supposed to be ten. She's sixteen pounds. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. she's always sick. It's my fault. But um. Dude, she saved my life, man. When I lived in Irvine, I lived in the Irvine apartments, mm-hmm. and I was only making seventy k a year. My rent was like two thousand two hundred bucks a month at the time, five years ago. Um, and yeah, dude, like I was living over my means because this is my first time making more than twenty k a year, right? I'm like, I need to go to my first nice apartment. Irvine apartments, I see that everywhere. It must be a legit place to live. And then every month, I I'm always negative, dude. And like I was like. I don't like that was a time I'll tell you this. I, I don't want to say it on here because it'll probably get taken down on YouTube and Spotify, mm-hmm. but I was not in a happy place in my right. life. And if it wasn't for that dog, dude, I would not be here right now. Damn, dude. Yeah, man. Dogs, uh, dogs do some crazy shit to you. So I had a, I had a Maltese, much like your dog, like a little small. And she had this thing called like Addison's disease. So I had to give her like medicine and shots every like couple of months. And I couldn't get health insurance because it's like a disease. And I'm like, well, we know you're going to abuse this. Yeah this insurance now so that i couldn't get it so i just had to keep like going yeah. out of pocket and i was like Ugh. but it was Dude, just like a lot of like overhead because you gotta like do medicine and then like you can't really travel and if i do travel i gotta make sure someone's like responsible give her medicine and bo- or boarding which i don't want to do boarding yeah and the medicine mm-hmm. yeah that part's yeah, yeah so like with my dog when she gets like stressed out that's what triggers her disease or whatever so it's like <sighs> Bring her to new places. Which is when you're gone? Yeah, yeah dude. So, like, bring her new places or people coming over stresses her out. So, it's like, fuck, I can't do anything. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's a dog. It's, they're part of family, right? So, you can't really. Literally. You don't really dude. compromise there. You're just like, whatever. Whatever I got to do, it's fine. Have you ever thought about it? Maybe it's just me, but have you ever thought about, damn, if I wasn't an engineer, you would probably have to die because I couldn't afford to, to take care of you. Like, it's hard, right? Like, when have you ever thought about that? Like, thank God I'm an engineer. If I lost my job right now and I couldn't find another job for a while, I'd be like, yo, we about to live on the streets. <laughs> dude. Dude. Well, for people who don't know you, so you're a software engineer. And you've been in tech for a minute. But as of last year or maybe a year and a half ago, you finally got a You got not finally, but it's not like everyone. Hey, welcome to Netflix. I'm not there either. Uh, but you got a job on Netflix. You're a front-end engineer, senior front-end mm-hmm. engineer, right, at Netflix. Uh, so, and you live in Irvine, which is expensive, but if you work for Netflix, it's nice. I am curious to see the difference between working at Netflix and your job at Hulu. What is the difference between those two? Honestly, like every job is the same to me, to be honest. <laughs> like it's a, it's a job oh, at the end on. of the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Okay. Right. So it's like, I think the, for me, so I think 
culture shifted after COVID and everything went remote. Um, because at the end of the day, for me, it's like the only thing that's different for me is the people I see on my screen now, right? I don't really go into mm -hmm. the office. So I don't see people in person. But like difference yeah. is I got a new laptop. I see I use maybe different software and I just have some new personalities I got to get adjusted to. And that's like, honestly, to me, that's really the biggest difference. Um, but I, like to give a like a more descriptive answer, I guess, is the biggest difference for me is probably... I would say culture is definitely a lot different. I think at Netflix, there's mm. a lot less red tape for me. And we kind of have like this, uh, we have this like culture value, whatever you call it, called freedom and responsibility. So they're just like, they're like, go do what you want to do. As long as you think it's the best thing. I'm like, all right. And then I just go do it. Right. So that's pretty nice, but it's the same industry, right? Hulu, Hulu was acquired by Disney. Um, and I didn't know that when I joined, it was like happening. It was like, oh crap, I didn't know it was going to be a Disney employee or whatever. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before do, Hulu wasn't public. They were already public by that time, though, right? No, and no, they, they were they were private, and then then Disney acquired them, and then then we switched. Oh, so, oh, I'm stopping you. So you got options before the acquisition. So it's it's different. The way that Hulu had it before is we just had like cash bonuses that kind of worked as if they were like stocks, and you'd basically compound them year year over year based on performance. But once we got acquired by Disney and then things started getting switched over, we started getting uh, Disney stocks. So, uh, but then I left like right okay. after I got like my first initial ones and then the market crashed. Yeah. So now my stocks are worth like half the cut, like half of what I got them at. So it's like, they're just sitting there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, the culture between, so Hulu was great and maybe I shouldn't say all this stuff on air, but it's like the culture at Disney. I just, I didn't vibe with me. And it didn't like when you when any company gets acquired, um, it's never usually a good ending. Changes. It's never a good ending. Changes right? happen. So yeah, yeah. So a lot of there's a lot of turnover on the Hulu side. Um, so a lot of people were leaving. Morale was down. Like literally, everyone was just dropping like flies. Mm. So I was like, all yeah. right, maybe that's like my, uh, maybe that's a sign for me to like go. And I was like, all right, let me just shoot my shot at Netflix. And then here we are. <laughs> Dang. And then Netflix. I mean, you work there now, right? So let's, let's sound political, right? <laughs> I mean, sorry, what I mean political, my bad. What I mean is, you know, say good things. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> you work in Netflix. I don't want you to lose that job. But, I, you know, you're there now. So what's the biggest difference? In, what's the dif biggest difference from Hulu and Netflix in regards to, I get anything you want to share about that? Is it culture? Of course, right? Netflix, if you stop performing, it's like a startup. The moment you stop giving value at a startup, you lose your job like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Netflix is great because like the whole culture thing is amazing. The whole like freedom and responsibility. Like I'm an engineer that needs full autonomy. Like, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I feel like I know what I'm doing. So I, mm -hmm. I do like it when my like upper management trusts me to do like what's, what's in the best interest of the team and company. So those are the environments I thrive in because mm -hmm. I can basically, at least like for the most part, choose what I think is going to be most impactful for like the team and the company. And more times than not, I choose something that I'm excited about. Um, so that's yeah. what kind of like keeps me going, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like if things get boring, you start looking, right? Um, yeah. But it's no secret yeah. that like also Netflix pays very well. So I'm more than happy to like, that's also like a part of the picture, right? Like for most software engineers, um, if you don't like programming, you're in it for money, right? And if you're not in it for the money, you're probably doing it because you love it. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so I'm like right in the middle. There are things I love, but I wouldn't do for the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I love gaming, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't pay well. Right. To be honest, we mean a lot of engineers make more than professional gamers too, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's not something I, you know, I, I do engineering because damn, it pays well. Right. And so it's true. You love it. To be honest, I don't know. How, I know people who joined Netflix and didn't last more than a year or they stayed one year and mm-hmm. then left, right? Because of the pressure. I guess it depends on the team. Right. Um, but you know, I, I was just Googling on my phone while you were talking and the average salary for someone on Netflix is around it says 300 to 500k a year. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, uh, ChatGPT. But <laughs> I'm curious, you know. Unless you don't, don't, don't tell the number if you want to. It's up to you. Right. But from Hulu to Netflix, world of a difference in your salary? Not world of a difference. Oh, it's like a galaxy's difference. Oh, like <laughs> like it's it's it's, it's honestly life changing. Right. And I feel like if you talk, <laughs> like if you talk with anyone that has like a, like that gets paid well and also it depends on what you're making before that. Um, yeah. It can have like very big impacts on your life. And like you, like you said, I live in Irvine. Like I wouldn't, I would not be, it's a at least thing. I wouldn't be like in this specific place I'm at now. Um, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for like, you know, the salary. Right. And like, I do all this cause yeah. you know, I have two kids, a wife. Right. So I want to, and you pay you state know, income tax, California state income tax, which is insane. Like, I make $200,000 a year on my base salary and mm-hmm. I wouldn't live in Irvine. Right. And I lived there when I was making 70K a year. That's mm-hmm. how stupid I was with my money. Right. I'm not saying you're stupid with your money. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's dumb expensive. It's dumb it, expensive. It's, it's crazy, but it's it's beautiful, dude. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, <laughs> Galaxy of a Difference. Then, are you open? To, are you willing to share how much you were making at Hulu then? Hulu? TC. I think. Total compensation. I want to say 230 ish. That's TC. What was your base at Hulu? My base was 190, I think. Dang, that's pretty good base. Yeah, okay. 90, but then we have like performance bonus, stock, yeah, and a bunch of other stuff, which is which is very nice. Yeah, which is nice. And then you said it's a galaxy. It, it, you know, I mean, maybe that's exaggerated, be... but for me, it feels, it feels good. It feels like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and I, I just I'm, I want to go through the emotions because you know how, how many software engineers have Googled whatever title position they, they work at now at Netflix and Googled mm-hmm. how much they would receive there, right? And everyone's always wondered what it would feel like to do, receive this, right? Unless you work at OpenAI. Mm-hmm. Um, you get paid, paid half a million, two million a year there. So I just want to go through the emotions for, for everyone else. And I, I'm curious how it went for you. You go, you're going further and deeper into the technical interviews. Mm-hmm. You're moving to the latter stages. What's going through your mind at that moment at Netflix? So Netflix has always like been this like... this can uh, actually happen? Yeah. So like Netflix has always been like a dream company for me, right? And honestly, before every interview, I was like about to throw up. Because when I want something so bad, like I, want, I wanted this like unbelievably bad. Like I can't even explain like what it would mean if I got a job on Netflix. So I was just like, for an interview, like I'm confident in my abilities, but even beforehand, I'm just like, I can see who's going to interview me. I go like incognito, lurk through LinkedIn, see, <laughs> see like, you know, what kind of person they are and, you know. Their experience. Yeah, yeah, What's exactly. been the craziest experience of someone who's interviewed you when you look at them on LinkedIn that made you just want to throw up even more? Yeah, especially like, because some of them have like a lot of accomplishments and a lot of like accomplishments in the open. So I'll read about them and I'm like, man, like, I haven't done any of that. So it's like, how do, how, like, how can I impress this person? Yeah. Um, like what are their standards? Right. So that's like the biggest thing that got in my mind 
but at the same time, like I was very confident. Um, I had a lot of peers that worked at Netflix, so they were kind of mm. telling me what to expect. And you know, they all were giving me encouragement, like like you're definitely good enough to work here. Like just yeah, do do what you do, and you'll be fine at the end of the day. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, and to be honest, the interview was probably one of the easier interviews I've ever done um, because I don't know. I mean, it's relative, right? It's really wow. relative to like your expertise. It's relative to yeah. the experience, yeah. right? Um, what I liked about the Netflix one is everything was practical. There was live coding. There was a lot of technical stuff, but it's stuff I did every day. It wasn't like, mm. here's a tricky leak code question. It's like, hey, you're this kind of engineer. I expect you to know this kind of problem because you should be doing it every day already. So for yeah. me, when I went through those things, it, was, it wasn't very difficult. Um, but I also worked very hard before I even did the interview. I prepped, built a bunch of stuff. Um, so I felt like very confident in my abilities and yeah. I just had people help coaching me through each step of the way and just telling me like what things I should focus on. Um, and yeah, it was like if I had to rate it like out of five, two and like, which really shocked me, but again, it's all subjective, right? Like, also like it could be, good. it could be a five for somebody else. It <laughs> yeah. could be a four, it could be a one, yeah. it could be a zero. Yeah. You, know, you just don't know. Um, but I'm thankful that I wow. made it through, but it doesn't, it didn't change how I felt during it. I was sweating like legit like yeah. armpits dripping during the interview i was kind of like nodding my head around like this because i was just like freaking out just not i just didn't want to fumble this um mm -hmm. because i knew what it would mean for my family like if i got it right like i could yeah. i could shift my timelines up tenfold by just like paying off college mm -hmm. down payment for a house paying um, off savings house. accounts right yeah. like everything goes in fast forward that doesn't mean i'm going to be a netflix Literally. forever but I can like shoot myself like 10, 10 years ahead of my timeline and then I can go work somewhere else and it gets fine. But, but now I'm like in a much better financial situation. And that's what I think about. Like it's, it's kind of less about the money. I mean, it's, it's all about the money, but like it's family first for me. Um, like, I don't, like I don't care about the salary to like floss it. I care about it to just take care of my own, you know? Um, like you're Filipino, right? Like, like growing up, like my yeah. parents, obviously I'm Filipino. Uh, my parents would always and like, send back. Chris too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like my parents would send back clothes to the Philippines, you know, just mm -hmm. to help my family. Um, so I just grew up like seeing that. Like my mom would always making sure family back home was like taken care of, and that's like something I kind of like took with me. It's like you just and like I have like a sibling, you know. God forbid anything goes wrong financially with them or my parents, I make sure that I have money available if something does happen, right? So I think about all that stuff and I just mm -hmm. make sure I'm like in a, in a good situation. God forbid anything happens to me or anybody else um, that I have the means to support them through those times. And that's kind of like how I'm handling this. You know, people have often left comments and said to me, um, messages, you name it everywhere. If I just could make, if I could just make 70K a year as a software mm -hmm. engineer, I'll be happy for the rest of my life. And I'm like, that's true because that's much more than what you're probably making now around 20K. It's a big difference, 30K. Mm -hmm. But when you make 70K, then you think, if I could just make 100K, you get to 100K. If I could it's just make enough. 150K, <laughs> if I could just make 200K. But the, one of the reasons we think that too, and then we tend to spend more the more we make. Now I spent, as like, try to spend almost nothing except for necessities. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes I'll think if I made 400k a year on just TC not including my YouTube and everything else other income mm -hmm. I can pay off my house faster um, save a lot more invest more and have mm -hmm. uh, multiples of millions of more dollars later when I'm 50 or whatever right mm -hmm. 
And so I, I tend to think like that. Or like, for example, now I'm not even worrying about JavaScript. I'm going all into machine learning. It's going to mm -hmm. take me three to four years to transition to that because I know right. nothing about it. Right. But then when I think about four or five years from now, when I'm making 600, 800K a year, because I dove deeper into something much more difficult than when I'm used to front end, gosh, like that's just fast, like, like the words you said, fast tracking. Like that's mm -hmm. something you tend to think of as you get older when you have a family, right? And so that's like pretty much what you were thinking about. You feel like you're throwing up, going through the interview process. And so you're getting closer to that goal. You're getting closer. When did you realize that this job is going to be yours? What was that one signal or that one sign or multiple signs? You know what? They actually said no to me um, right what? after because I had a timeline. I had two offers. I had another competing offer and I was uh, pushing. I was like, we need to speed this up because I'm going to lose this other job. Yeah. Right. So I just kept pushing, pushing. I was like, you have till Friday to give me a decision. And they didn't say anything. So I was waiting a week, email them on Friday. I was like, do you have a, do you have like any, um, any feedback? Cause I need to make a choice. And she, they, they were just like, um, are you available to talk now? And usually when I'm good at reading email and language, like there's no exclamation points, there's no yeah. enthusiasm. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get the job. Like I a hundred percent didn't. And I didn't. And she was like, she was like, um, he, she was like, look, everyone really liked you, but we can't we can't make a decision this fast. And I was like, yeah. time out, time out, time out. So do you want me to work there? And they're like, yes, everyone loved you. And I was like, so what do I got to do to work there if, if this team can't uh, hire me right now? Because they already had like three other people in the pipeline. I mean, wow. I, don't, I don't really know if it was three, but they had other people and they couldn't make a decision until all of us were done. Yeah. But I have this timeline. I'm like, I'm like, well, I really want to work there. So what's going to happen? She's, and then they were just like, well, look, we have this other team um, that's looking for someone and they trust the team that interviewed that you're a good candidate. So how about you just have a one-on-one -on -one with this new manager and if you like it, the job's yours. And I was like, all right. Hold so on. Had a one -on -one. If, yeah. if you like it, the job is yours. Like I already had a job basically. It was just a matter if I said yes to this, uh, to this new position if I liked wow. it. In my mind, I was like, I don't even care if I hate it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like Dude, I'll get in money? and I'll just like transition if I hate it. Even for point, just right? one year, that extra amount of income you can make, right? Um, exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. I just I met with the other manager. Luckily, they were awesome. The yeah. team's awesome. And that's why I've been since. But, yeah, like it was a no because I was pushing the timeline. Yeah. So, yeah, so word of advice for people that push your timeline, just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind sharing who the other company was? Uh, it was Brex. It was like a, like a FinTech Dude, company. And they pay a lot. Right? I was, I was interviewing with them. This is when the peak of the salaries, right? When you're getting like mm -hmm. five offers yeah, at they, once. Yeah, exactly. They were, they offered 280k for a DevRel, which is insane. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. that's, um, 280k. And then I, I think up to 10% if, if, if I want 90% of that to be cash, 10% options. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot what it was. Right. And they, they pay yeah, they a lot. They have a really nice compensation package. It, it's very, it's very amazing. Nice. Right. And so, but I, I can only imagine at more of an engineer level what that would have been. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was a good fallback. Wow. It was a good fallback if Netflix fell through. Well, they had like, a I was stoked on either, either job. Yeah, exactly. That happened like not too long ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They had a ton <laughs> of layoffs. So, and they had layoffs at Netflix and you survived that. So, congrats on that. So, mm -hmm. okay. It's pretty much the job is yours. You go through the interview process now, right? You received an offer. Okay. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? All right, let's negotiate this. Or did you just accept it right away? So 
That's very interesting. So let me go back. So we went, so if I take a step back to the beginning of the interview, the recruiter asked me, what's your expectations of salary? Right. And obviously I'm the one I'm doing research. I'm like going to levels at FYI. Yeah. And I see these huge numbers and like, I don't want to say it cause it just sounds so outrageous to say. And I was like, uh, what, whatever's good on the internet. <laughs> like I was like nervous. I just didn't want to say like these stupid big numbers cause it just doesn't make sense. I'm not used yeah. to that. Yeah. Who, who's used it, to that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, so I was like, I just looked down. I was like, well, I saw on levels FYI, this was a number. Like, is that reality? Like, is that seem fair? And she's like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay. So, but then when we get back, so let's fast forward to the interview, or let's fast forward to the offer stage. Um, I get the, well, I get the verbal offer and they say their number. And I remember I was at the, I was at the playground with my son and I about passed out. Like it was, it's like, I almost started crying. Cause it was just like one that I really, it was something I really wanted and I finally got it. And then two, it's like, I just knew how different it would change my life, like for the future. Right. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind though, it's like, we, we're talking about big numbers. We're talking about salary. Obviously not everyone's like in this situation. Um, but one thing is like, these things don't last forever. Right. I could get laid off tomorrow from Netflix or maybe I may just not want to work here anymore. Right. But it's like, I think at the end of the day, it's like, be smart with your money. It's like those stories you hear of like NBA players. They're rich and then they just blow all their money and then they're just, they have no money, but they, and they're out of the NBA because they That happens out. to software engineers too. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you just like, like, I don't think where I'm at, I mean, I'm not like the smartest person in the world. Like I, I don't take this for granted. Like I know this could end soon. And then I definitely don't want to interview at Google or anything. I don't want to do leak code or anything. So it's like, you know, it's like, I know this isn't forever. And I also favor what I work on. Like I have to be passionate about what I work on as well. So I may want to like, I think in the future, I'm probably going to go back to a small company and just grind it out there. But yeah, like for those of you listening, like that are chasing numbers, like sure it's nice, but you know, stay humble and you know, be smart with your money. <laughs> No, that's true, right? And, and I should, that was me, right? Mm -hmm. And dude, doctors make 180K and they go to school for 10 mm -hmm. years. Pharmacists make 160, right. go to school for six years and go 300K in debt, right? Um, the nuts. people who make more than us are surgeons, all right? It's actually crazy when I think about it. And it's insane. I, I mean, we're I would say we're definitely overpaid for sure. Like, no, I don't would, say I that, please. I'm, I'm deleting that. I'm not letting you say that. <laughs> I would say a surgeon or whoever's saving lives definitely should get paid more than me. But I mean, I'm not going to be like dox my pay. Yeah. I mean, increase their pay. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it's when you put things like I've had this discussion with, uh, other people before. Um, and like, we're talking about health workers and all that. And we're just like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like it just, we don't save make lives. Sense. Like this. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like some people code things like, you know, like some of the software you make, the doctors who use that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just unreal. Like this bubble, this tech bubble we're in It's just, for me, it just doesn't even feel like reality. It, it, and we have, <laughs> you know we get saying? to work from home. Uh, mm -hmm. Recruiters are trying to steal us all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have options, even in the midst of these tech layoffs that are happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. It slowed down a bit still have options right, right. Uh, dude it's like i talked to my dad he was in the navy worked at the post office for 20 years 
makes up a fraction. He's so of Filipino, dude. That's such a Filipino thing. Post office, military. Yeah, exactly. My mom's like a nurse. That's the whole combo, oh, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I see that. And like when I told my dad my salary, he's like, what? He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. I wasn't always making, like, it wasn't until Netflix or like mm-hmm. recently I wasn't making like decent money. Um, not to saying that less than that is not decent. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, yeah. I'm so thankful to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't believe I'm here, to be honest. And the reason I'm diving into this, and I want to go more into the technical parts and what it takes to do that, because who, what engineer hasn't, you know, thought of what it felt like to, to it could, because we all know what, what engineers make at Netflix, right? I Google, mm-hmm. but Netflix, you make more. Well, it depends on, it depends, mm-hmm. of course, right? Everyone's thought of that. And just to hear your experience going through that is so amazing. Because like for me, when you said you were at the park of your son and you remember that in detail, when I received my, my first offer of like over of 180k at New Relic, mm-hmm. and when I received, I was making 80k before that, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I remember driving home, driving home uh, from the grocery store, received an email from New Relic offer letter. I'm like, holy crap, what is this? I only knew what my base salary was, not the total compensation. Mm-hmm. I'm driving and I read it, I see the total compensation number, and I'm, I'm crying on the way home, on my way home. I go into my house, mm-hmm. I open that door, I lock the door. No, I didn't even lock it, I just closed it. I fell on the ground on my knees next to the door and I started bawling. Right? Mm-hmm. Be- you know, Dude, man, it's, it's, crazy. it's like, it, it's, uh, it's, it's something I, w- I hope everyone could experience because it's just the stuff that you, you're, you're told that unless you go to school and you get like, you become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, right? Not, no one will make that kind of money, right? We're not meant to make that, but we are able to and much more, right? How has your life changed after that, right? Like, and I'm just curious, like, before and after. You don't have to go super in detail. I'm just curious, like, yeah. just what things, what big changes have you seen now in your life post? Or I guess not post, you're still on Netflix. Post Hulu. Post Disney. So I think the biggest thing for me is, like, I'm kind of like you. I don't spend, I don't really splurge too much. Because I'm, a very, I'm a very frugal person in general. I do have a couple of nice things, but it's like, other than that, I'll just wear, you know, Hanes t-shirt, sweatpants, and then whatever free swag I can get from a tech company. That's like <laughs> yeah. my primary outfit, yeah. right? That's like that's like that's that's why you spend nine hundred dollars on a ticket, or maybe more, sixteen hundred bucks, just so you can get free shirts to wear the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, well, I only I only go with my company. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, I mean, like really, um, it's it's natural for when you have like a bigger salary, you know, lifestyle scope creeps, right? For me, all my money went to childcare type stuff. Well, um, so you both work. So like, uh, no, so my, so my wife, my wife's uh, stay from home mom, but so we have two kids, but um, we have a nanny because my wife is always out with the toddler all day. Uh, and then obviously we need a bigger house, right? Or we need a bigger place to stay to accommodate, you know, my two kids, me, etc. So, because of like, you know, more money, I'm able to get a bigger place. I'm able to get childcare. I'm able to pay for summer camp, mm-hmm. you know, so my kid can experience more things with other kids. Right. Um, and that's where honestly, where most of my money goes, it literally goes to rent and just stuff for my yeah. kids. I don't even see, I, I, I don't see much of yeah. that to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then like groceries, cause groceries are like a thousand dollars now for like a bag. 
So it's like food and childcare and like rent, right? Yeah. So it's like all bare necessities. Like without these, you know, I mean, other than like, you know, some extra stuff for my kids for like summer camp and stuff, that's like a, a bonus. Um, I'm not here buying grills, you know, I'm not getting like gold chains or anything. Yeah. So I don't see any of it. And honestly, like I invest a lot of my money. Um, so I max out 401, max out whatever I can, invest in the market. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to like really make my money work for me. You think, when you're I'm thinking done more long term, right? Exactly. Dude, I'm always yeah. I'm always thinking long term because I know I'm not going to be in the situation forever. Like, if I do, great. But I'm not going to like bank on me making Netflix salaries for the rest of my life. It's just I don't think that's a reality because um, eventually I'll get bored or I'll get laid off. One of the two, probably. Um, but if I'm here forever, that's fine. But you know, I'm just trying to be smart. I'm not trying to set myself up to be in situations because you'll see i'll see like on blind or something someone will get a job at a fan company and then they buy a house and then they get laid off and they're like yo i can't pay mortgage i'm like why'd yeah, you do that it, it, <laughs> i mean that that was me right um i mean i mean i used to, i used to be like like you like, too like the old way, the old just, way? yeah when you experience like for the first time it's it's like you know and it's really because like it's it's like for example you know I I, no, I don't want to, I'm going to get canceled. I'm not going to use that example, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's just when you, you taste it, you know, I mean, okay. For me growing poor for so long and then you get, mm-hmm. you finally get to buy whatever you want. It's just, that's what you know. And then when you buy too much and I, I debt car, everything, it's so stupid. And I finally, I paid it all off recently. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like, nah, I get mad if I have, if I spend more than half my check. Right. So I, I, you know, dude, I hate I, debt. That's dude, the worst. I don't, well, I, I still use my credit card, but the moment I use my credit card, I paid off right there. Hey, you, you just pay. Yeah, don't pay no yeah, interest. Just paid off. Never the pay moment interest. I use it, as I'm walking out the grocery store, I open my app and I pay, it. like right there. That's literally what yeah. I do. Um, yeah. So th- that makes sense. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's awesome. So good thing you, you're not being, you're not being like you know one of those. NBA players or football players who throw everything away, right? <laughs> Fortunately, though, for us, our right. careers can last our whole life. Hopefully. hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Knock on wood. So, all right. I don't want to mix all about Netflix, but I, I do want to ask one more thing about this is... Yeah, sure. What does it take, then, to become an engineer at Netflix? So, you, you in particular specialize in front-end. So, I'm guessing Next.js, JavaScript... Uh, I mean, it was just, or is it just full stack. Like during my interview, I didn't even do any actual framework stuff. It's just JavaScript, right? Um, vanilla that? JavaScript. Yeah, yeah like wow. I, yeah, I was just coming straight up like vanilla JavaScript. Like, just want to know about your foundations, right? I mean, you can like pivot and go any direction you want. Um, but what does it take? I mean, that's that's a what did it? What did question, what did you do right? to? Yeah, you're uh, you're a full time engineer at Hulu at Disney, right? You worked at Capital One. Dude, I, all mm-hmm. the places that rejected me. Okay, so so <laughs> screw you, Chris. At least one Chris has to make it. One Filipino Chris with uh, parents who yeah. were nurses. <laughs> right, there you together, go. Dude. If you made it, I made it. So what did you do to, to actually get there? Because it's not just, all right, I have experience at before mm-hmm. Netflix, I can get a job easily. I'm sure, I'm assuming you had to do a ton of leak code, right, beforehand. Or what did it Yeah, take? so... I would say LeetCode was a small part of it, but I grinded LeetCode just in case. Um, man, I would say what it took for me was honestly passion. Like I, I passion. Just love programming, and I'm always 
dude, dude, honestly, wow, I'm not, the, not even kidding. The easiest like, answer you can The passion give. I had, like the passion I had for just coding allowed wow. me to just always be building things mm. and just always staying up to date on stuff and just knowing. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the smartest engineer. I'm definitely not, but I work very hard. What do you mean by that? How, right? how do you work so hard? Dude, I'm just always, I'm always coding. Literally on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I feel like I'm forced yeah. to do it. It's just, I just do it because, so I used to have a gaming problem like you. Thank you. Um, Called out. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> well, I was watching, I was watching, I was actually listening to your podcast with Trina Oh, okay, okay. And uh, you guys were talking about gaming and how you're just always getting, I used to yeah. be like that. It was, it was really, really bad. It, it can um, really mess up really your career or your future. Like, seriously. Yeah. So this is what happened. Like, I was, I only played competitive ones. I always want to be playing against people. Counter-Strike, yeah. League of Legends, so all Filipino. these toxic games you can think of. Yeah. So the thing is, is that like I was getting like so mad all the time and my day would be, my day would be ruined by these video games. And I was like, look, there's no reason for me to be feeling yeah. this way. Like I shouldn't be mentally messed up Always because angry. of a video game. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I just went cold turkey. And all the time I spent playing video games, I shifted that to learning yes. programming, more programming concepts or just building. Right. Um, and I've been doing that for like the past six mm. years or something, maybe a little bit less, but like when I did that, it just shifted, um, like my perspective, my perspective and like, it, it didn't really have to be programming. It just had to be something yeah. other than gaming. I just happened to choose programming because I knew it was my career. I knew that I need to be up to date if I wanted to obtain the financial status that mm -hmm. I really wanted. Right. Like I can't just be like, Oh, I want to make this much money and then Only not work for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but it helped that I enjoyed doing it. If it, if it was a grind, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I was just building stuff. I Having liked, fun. um, I joined, mm. yeah, joined the Twitch community, met people like true and other people that love like, like Milky prime Jordan, all these people that code online that definitely helped me kind of keep yeah. at it and keep pushing myself. Right. Um, and that's like, honestly, why it's because of those people, it's probably where I am mm -hmm. today, to be honest. Because if, if it wasn't for like those people coding in public and just like being able to talk to them behind the scenes and sharing struggles, sharing successes, I definitely wouldn't have even tried to work at Netflix. Because like honestly, I didn't know you could make that much money until I started watching people code on Twitch, and then they were talking about their salaries on stream, and I was like, you can actually make that much. Like I was like yeah. dumbfounded, and I was like, all right. And then that gave me enough confidence to Dude. to go for it. So yeah, that, that's awesome. That's amazing. It, it's an, again, it's insane that we get to be in a position we're in today, right? 100%. Talking about gaming real quick, just rolling that back. My experience was mm -hmm. I was always angry when I was driving road rage like mm -hmm. crazy, get irritated over the tiniest things, not sleeping because I stay up so late, playing games, wake and waking up for right. work, not getting enough sleep, um, and and my fiance now, who I'm going to marry in a couple months. She, she was with me when, I, and I've lost like forty pounds already. But she was with me when I was. Dude, I've been bro, I've been seeing the progress, it, it, dude. Nuts. I'm like, she must love me because she was with me when I was fat, <laughs> right? I'm still. I mean, bro. it's totally fine, even if you were. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be alive for much awesome. longer though, uh, right? So she was with me when I, mm -hmm. when I was super uh, unhealthy, um, when I had all these anger problems because of gaming. And then she, and she told me this. We talk about this all the time. And she told me when you stop, at the moment you stop gaming, you seem like a totally different person. You don't get angry because you mm -hmm. can't find your AirPods. You don't get, you know, or you can't find your key. It's crazy, your wallet. And I just calmed. I'm super calm. 
um, now and now that mm-hmm. rather than gaming all day, right? <laughs> sometimes during work hours, uh, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> right? Now I work out th- during the day. I, go, I actually make time to cook, grocery, mm-hmm. buy my, right? It's crazy how, for me personally, and what look like it happened to you, removing that, that huge mm-hmm. distraction, that doesn't help you, right? That really doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually could hurt your career or your health, you know, your mental health. That, that, it's crazy how right. much a life can change after moving that. And so you're the first person I spoke to finally that shared something like that because it, it, it's true. Like mm-hmm. it, it can, it can hold you back. Right. And so I always tell people they want to get into tech. You need to remove any distractions. And when I bring up gaming, people are always, no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's their choice. Right. It's their choice. Exactly. Some people can do it. Some people can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Right. So then if someone wants to make it to a fang or let's say Netflix, right. If you want to join Netflix mm-hmm. as an engineer, what do you need to do, right? And and, and I asked Milky about dude Milky by the way is a whole nother level machine learning engineer. Jeez, he's mm-hmm. a lead machine learning engineer at Twitch, which is insane within itself. If you were to do this then yourself, right? If you were to start over, let's say you've been learning JavaScript <laughs> for six months, or you you had a one year experience as a junior JavaScript developer, maybe mid level, right? Right. Say Capital One. <laughs> oh, you were senior at Capital One too? Damn. All right. I'm old. I'm old. I'm older than you, man. <laughs> no, you're not. How old yeah. are you? 38. I already found that out because you said you you said your age on the podcast, but sure, I think that's how I knew I was older than you. You're nineteen eighty five? Eighty five? Damn. You're two years older than me? Yeah, bro, I was Filipino. Podcast, well, you look dude. young. I don't look. Hopefully, I look younger. <laughs> bro, dude, Asians, dude. Uh, all right. right? Uh, so, all right. So, queer, Chris. Um, if you were to start over right now to get a job at netflix what would you do and be realistic right um no degree you have a degree whatever not in computer science you name it what would you do to get a job what would be realistic two years or just self-studying of course you want to try to get a job beforehand of course right they don't they only hire seniors so you need well, not anymore. Already. So we have levels on Netflix now. So yeah, juniors. Have, Shoot. Can, yeah. So can we I have new grads. So there's like new grads. <laughs> so we have like new grads mid. So like seniors L five. We start at L three all the way up to like L seven. I think. Um. So that just happened last year. I need to start applying to this. Hey, yeah. hey. So, so check that out. For hey, Sarah, remind curious. me to apply to Netflix. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So. So it's it's different now, yeah. Like like if you felt like it used wow. to be senior only. So when I applied, it was senior only, which was just super intimidating. And so there are with. juniors now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So junior I, position, what would you do? And you've interviewed for that position so, already. You've interviewed people trying to get a junior position. So this there? is the thing I don't know because since levels are so new, I I still don't even know the expectations. Like I I don't work directly with any juniors at the moment, so I don't even know. So we yeah. I have worked with a mid level, that was on um, a sister team of mine, and they were insane. Mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah, take my job. <laughs> You're like a competitive programmer or whatever. And competitive like, programmer. Yeah, oh they do gosh. like the they do like the the competitive leak code or whatever. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, is this what L fours are? I know. I was like, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I need to get demoted or something. <laughs> um, but like, but but seriously, it's like outside of levels, even outside of just thing. And I think just in a job in general, what I would do is like it's different now, right? Like we're the tech bubble kind of like popped like last year or whatever, when all the stock kind of tanked, right? You were yeah. there. We're all there. We've seen it. All the layoffs. It's different. Like so many people with a lot of experience are laid off yeah. and now you're competing with those people, right? If they Same. can't find, if they can't find a job, 
that meets their salary requirements, they're going to, you know, they have to drop down, drop down. Right. It's like, would you rather make zero dollars or mm-hmm. some dollars? Right. So it's like something you got to think about, especially now because we're all remote. You're no longer competing locally. You're competing with time zones. You're competing with the world, potentially. With people who can take lesser salaries than you. Exactly, exactly. So it's like the whole thing has just been like evolving. Mm. Um, and now it's now it's like, man, now you just really have to stand out, I think, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so for me, if I was going to do this, honestly, I something I always preach is like open source or just building in general, right? So it's like you can be you can be acknowledged by your open source contributions. And I've seen it so many times. People just get companies reached out because these companies will be using their libraries internally and they're like they'll look at the contributor list. Yeah. And they'll literally just email every single one of them and be like, We've seen we've we love your tool. Wow. What would you think about coming on board with us and helping us like use your tool internally or something, right? Wow. Um and then I've seen people who just build stuff, and if yeah. it pops off, they're like, yo, we saw your product, like on Product Hunt or on Twitter or what have you, LinkedIn. Yeah. And like, that's impressive. Like, we're trying to build mm-hmm. something similar. Do you want to come on board and share what you learned? Yeah. So it's like, those are like, in my opinion, some of the best ways right now to do mm-hmm. it. Because you'll see a lot of people saying, like, make a portfolio site, et cetera. But what's on your portfolio? Like, do you have anything to put on it? Like what everyone else right. has from Udemy, from yeah, <laughs> everyone right? has the so same like, portfolio. Like, like I, I still think it's good advice, but everyone's doing that. Mm-hmm. So you, like, how do you even differentiate it? So it comes down to like, what are you building? Are you building something that's awesome? Or are you building a to-do list from the tutorial you saw? So like, if I looked at your portfolio site and it's just all four cookie cutter projects, I can't differentiate from the next person that has the exact same portfolio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean I won't give you the job. Like you could still outshine them in an actual interview. So um, then, what, what kind show, of? But if someone pops up, yeah. What kind of things would you work on then? Like, what kind of open source projects would you try to contribute to? Right? Is it just anything? <sighs> See, this is dude. This is like a whole other topic. topic <laughs> because it's one, I would not advise people to force themselves to do open source unless it was like a project they were actually really mm. into and they want to contribute to. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like I mean, it, it's possible, but it's going to feel like a grind for you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, take a tool that you use day to day that you love and see how you can help there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh man, I love bootstrap or I love some library. Right. Like, let me go see what their community is about and see if I can help with docs, see if I can help. And yeah. then like slowly move up to actual code contributions, all those things. Right. Cause mm-hmm. the thing is, is like the cool thing about open source is you get to work with people you would never normally work with at your yeah. day job or in general. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I work with people from like Europe all the time because of open source. Like I don't get to do that in my day job. So I get to like one, just see culture differences, see how they work. Also, they're just like insanely talented. So I get to just get wisdom from them. Um, so it's great. Like even outside of just getting a job, like sure. Open source is a way to get a job, but open source is also a way to just like get better as an engineer. Yeah. Right. Which will naturally, hopefully, get you to a job right because in my opinion now you need to be even better than you were before like like the standards i feel like are getting higher because of so much competition so much talent right now right yeah it's 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 insane so one thing i will say is it's really tough for juniors because there's a lot of them harder than ever um right now mm -hmm. yeah dude but like i will say for seniors 
it's a good market because good seniors are hard to find, Dude. right? Yeah. Um, so like from my end, like I think it's it's definitely tougher still to get a job at the senior plus level. Like I'm not saying it's those jobs just came out of nowhere. Like it's definitely slimmer because obviously financial conditions. But you know if you're good, you'll find you'll find something 100. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you think you're good when you put in the work, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll you'll get something. Obviously luck, mm -hmm. timing is all a factor, right? Because maybe someone applied right before you did and they got an interview right before yeah. you showed up yeah. and they were just good enough. You could have been better, but they were just good enough and you know, and you just miss out, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I could I could talk about this stuff no, all day, but yeah, this these, is... these topics are deep. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> right. I don't prepare any questions either. I'm actually about to interview the head of DevRel at OpenAI. Um, Ooh, nice. with Logan Kirkpatrick and he's like can you email me some questions you want to ask for the interview the podcast <laughs> interview I'm like sure I have no idea what I want to ask him it's all just yeah, it's a conversation but so one Those thing you, the best ones though I mean it, it's fine right when, when it's not fully mm -hmm. prepared um, I mean even for Melky I, I wrote a couple questions I didn't ask any of them right <laughs> so one thing I noticed you're bringing up a lot is what is oh, dang it what did you say you don't want it to feel, feel you don't want it to feel like a grind yeah, 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 which is so important because that's what I learned about myself and why I burnt out when I feel. Mm -hmm. And that's what I felt like what happened with uh, true. It was always a grind for mm -hmm. her because I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it's not easy. Right. And mm -hmm. and I think what's great about you is that you found a way where it doesn't feel like you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. When you're just casually doing it for fun and just learning that way. Right. Exactly. I think that's really important because that, that's actually what I, so I, I was a front end developer for the longest time. I dove into the back end world. I hated it. It was a mm -hmm. grind for me the last three years from, from new relic to all these other companies and airbyte are all back in data engineering now. So mm -hmm. what I'm doing now just for fun on the, on the side is really trying to get better at SQL Python and really diving into the AI space. So just ML, right. not because I want to be an ML engineer, but just, I just want to learn it and we'll see what happens there. Right. right? Maybe uh, when I speak with Logan from OpenAI, hey, what's up, dude? You want someone to, uh, you looking for another DevRel engineer? It's your job interview. Dude, uh, I don't know. No comment. I hope everybody doesn't watch this. Right. And, and But you, you bring that up a lot, though, that makes, you know, don't do this or else it'll feel like a grind. Don't just contribute to open source just to do it or because then it'll feel like a grind. Why, why do you say that so much? Because no one wants to grind. It's like yeah. if you're an MMO, right? You, I know you said you played WoW. Like I wasn't a WoW player, but all my friends were, and they were just like were they Asian too? Grinding stuff. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> no, but like, but yeah, I mean, like, do you like doing anything you don't want to do? No, no, no one does, right? Like when I was when I was grinding leak code, I was like, it was miserable. Like I hated it, but it doesn't mean I. I mean, I had to. I, I had to do it because it was just in the best interest of my career, right? Like I knew the. I knew the. the there dividends are times you have the, to uh, grind. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, I'll say this. Um, I'm fortunate that I actually love coding, right? It's because Huge. of that. It's because of that this doesn't feel like a grind, right? But on the so I never I didn't always love coding. I actually didn't. Mm. But very early in my career, I actually did not even. For how long in your career did you not enjoy coding? Because you you went into tech. Damn, bro, you are old. 2009 bro. <laughs> i'm still scrolling down your resume and it's been like five minutes already i'm still scrolling down so Dude, 2009. how long then yeah 2009 you were a programming analyst so how long did you not enjoy coding then 
So I'm guessing it's until you started diving into JavaScript. Yeah, exactly. So backend was okay for me. It was kind of boring. But then once I sat next to a front end engineer at a web agency and seeing all the pretty things he was making, it was at that moment I was like, <laughs> the dude, they were just like doing some crazy. Like this is like way back in the day, but they're doing like web players and stuff, like almost like a Spotify kind of thing. Mm. And I was like, whoa, this is nuts. Yeah. So I started like talking to them all the time and i was like i think i want to switch to this and i was like sitting across when i was doing java full time i was like what am i doing um so yeah after that like i was like probably 2013 or so it was at that moment it like like the passion just went <laughs> before then i was just playing video games um yeah like i was just clocking in and out like didn't even think about programming once five o'clock hit wow. done right and then once i did this javascript thing i was like i got i got like consumed by it it was weird I can't even explain it, to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, once once I discovered that, I just started going hard ever since. And then, thank God, I guess, because now here I am. So you were in tech for since 2009. So that means until 2018, is for nine years, you didn't enjoy coding. Because that's when you got your first... Well, you were a senior friend developer at mm -hmm. Capital One. So for how long would you say... 495 job like you did it because you had to but then for how long did you not enjoy it how many years would you say until you changed the trajectory of your career probably like a good seven Damn. yeah but i mean it's like a job I right it's like you have to have years. a job like wow. like what else am i gonna do yeah. right it's like this is a yeah yeah this was relatively easy for a job for like the decent amount of money I was making. I was like, okay, it's just work clock in a nine to five and then go play video games. Right. And then sometimes I play video games yeah, during work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like very flexible and it also helped that I was good friends with all my coworkers mm. too. So that's like a big factor. That's right? huge. Um, that's huge. But yeah, but I would say like mm. I, it's because that I started liking programming. It allowed me to get better at it. Yeah. I was definitely just like, you know, very flat, just going through the motions and if i had to learn something new i will just so i can do my job mm. but i was never actively being like like you you're going like the ai route right i was never like oh how can i get better i'm just like dude how can i just keep my job all right give me a ticket yeah that's, you know that's I mean? it yeah just, yeah just just the code monkey literally just punching the keyboard wow so yeah that's 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 amazing man that, that's so relatable because yo like being a friend engineer is my baby mm -hmm. right it's my first my first love for five years and then I cheated on her and went back in. <laughs> right. <laughs> went Ooh. back in. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that came, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh my. And, and, but the thing is like, yo, observability at New Relic was boring as mm -hmm. hell. Data engineering is just not me. I had to learn mm -hmm. it. I had to onboard for six months to learn data engineering. I still don't know it. I mean I know I know enough to create content and talk right. to people, right? Give talks at these big conferences, but I didn't fall mm -hmm. in love with it. And so it was a grind, to be honest, these last three years, even though I've been making more money than I did in three years, mm -hmm. right? Then I did my first five years in tech, all five years combined. Right. So, but like, so what I'm doing differently now is just like, again, like now moving more into AI and just for fun, like I kind of feel like I found my love again and it's not front end, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Right, like it's actually really fun. Something I can really see myself going to in my career, and I think that's a really good point that you you mentioned. It's really how do, well. How do you make it not a grind, 
right? How, you know, you didn't love it at first and you started building something else. You like making pretty things, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You like making things pretty, I guess. And so you fell in love with that. And so being able to find something you really enjoy and something True mentioned, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you heard that in an interview, was her biggest regret, that I, which I asked her right off the bat, what, what was the biggest regret? And she said, joining a company only for the right. money. Right. I mean, it's, it's natural. Now, it's you would have joined Netflix either way. It, it's natural, right? Yeah. It, it's it's natural, but I mean, which makes sense. But have you ever, like, have you felt that too? Like, damn, I shouldn't have joined um, this company. Surprisingly, no. Um, I'm usually mindful damn. of what I'm going to be doing because I've, I think very early in my career, I realized how miserable I was if I didn't like what I was working on. And I know that no mm. amount of money would make me like make that feeling go away. Right. Oh, maybe like the first paycheck yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then the next week I'll probably be depressed and be like, this work sucks. Yeah. Um, and I've experienced that even before I entered tech. Like I used to grind jobs and just like, Oh, $3 more an hour. Let's go do it. But it sucked. Right. That's why I made more money. So I yeah. think it was like, because of like getting exposed to being miserable early, no matter like how much I got mm-hmm. paid, I was able to be like, okay, I know, I know those feelings. I know what being miserable yeah. is like. And I was like, and I don't want to, I don't want that. Um, so unless it was astronomical, even if it was probably not, but yeah, I'm always mindful. I'm like, I always ask like, what would I be working on? What kind of stuff? And then the people are always important. Like I have to hit it off with the people because the work and the people is what makes my job mm. fun or like more fun, I guess. So those are very important to me. So I won't join if, if it's just like something not interesting at all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that, that makes, that, ma- that makes total sense. And to be honest, I've never been like mm-hmm. that. Right. For me, I, I think, well, I mean, like number one, so I was putting my phone on silent. So like for me, I mean, I, I just, I, so for me, it's different. I support my parents, mm-hmm. right. My fiance, my freaking two dogs who eat a lot. Oh my God. And then myself. Right. And so for me, it was always, how do I make the most money? And that comes first before my own happiness. Right. right? And unfortunately that, dude, that destroyed my mental mm-hmm. health. But again, like it's kind of the immigrant mindset. I'm not an immigrant, but you get that from your parents. Mm-hmm. You do whatever it takes to make sure you take care of your family. So, but now, like here on now, that is the number one goal. Right. Like I, I could, I could be, ha- <laughs> I don't want to say I could be happy with 200 K for the rest of my life. I'd like it to go up. <laughs> right. Well, if we get acquired, that'd be great. I, whoo, whoo, damn, I did some math with bar.google.com earlier. And <laughs> damn, if we get acquired for 7.5 billion, bro, I can hire you. <laughs> right. Oh gosh. But yeah, yo, finding that, like that, that's definitely my goal here right now is just finding something I'd enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And dude, doing these podcasts, dude, doing these podcasts kind of destroyed my channel <laughs> because it's different. They used to just 10 minute talking head videos, not one hour, right. hour and a half videos. But, yo, I love doing this and I get to meet more people and I think I'm good at this. So hopefully I can get better at it. Yeah, I think the conversations um, are always that's like the best part. Just the natural conversations mm-hmm. that happen out of these things. Right. Yeah. It's not like CBS. Right. When you finish answering my next question. But my question, I go pop up with another one rather than really, right. you know, exactly. it doesn't feel like a conversation. So then, well, I know we're out of time here, but I want to ask you one last yeah, thing. Yeah. I think that's very important. Right. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for coding, right, what would you be doing right now? What would your life be? <laughs> would you have met your wife? Would you be married? 
Oh yeah, for so sure. many deep questions. Yeah, so I oh, met, I met okay. my wife way before yeah. I was like an actual programmer. Damn, so she loved you, loved you. That's good. Yeah, we, were, we were like living <laughs> in was... the hood. It was. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> hold on. Forget that last question I asked you. That must be amazing though to be able to treat a. Uh, sorry, it's just my fiance, dude. She she's dirt poor mm-hmm. in the Philippines. She's in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and when I say dirt poor, it's not. The, it's literally like they had no walls. Oh shit! There I were know. holes in the house where like literally like. Um, uh, stray cats and dogs could come in they can't stop mm-hmm. them you know what i mean like and so to bring her you know to give her a better life is like so it's i love it I, i'm excited actually i i know this is super random i actually tested her to see if she wanted to date me only for my money <laughs> i brought her to a louis vuitton store bro you got you got to do these <laughs> tests your trust right? test? oh my God. Yeah, there you go bro i brought her to a louis vuitton store in the philippines green belt in makati philippines oh my God. right uh, I flew with that business class and stuff. There's no first class. And then um, I, I told her, hey, what, what bag do you want? She got so mad at me. We went in the store. She's like, why is everything so expensive? $6,000 so is 6,000 times 50. It's a lot. She's exactly right? like my wife. Pesos. My wife's like, this is stupid. Dude. <laughs> she, it's, she cares it's, nothing it's, about it's material stuff. That's it's so it's hard though. Like dude, you don't know what a girl's like, right? Mm-hmm. But she got mad at me. She looked so stressed out. Her face was turning red. She walked out. She's like, "You can go shopping there. I don't want to be in that store. Mm-hmm. It stresses me out. Can we just go to like, um, you know, one of the cheaper stores?" Yeah, yeah. And right then and there, I'm like, "Damn, I'm lucky." Yeah, right, that, damn, I'm that's lucky. exactly what it's like for me. And like, so like, my parents worked really hard, so we grew up like relatively like comfortable and stuff. Um, but I didn't want to like rely on that, so like I moved out as soon as I yeah. could, and. I wasn't making a lot of money, so I could only rent out what I could rent out. You know what I mean? Mm, um, the ghetto. <laughs> so, but yeah, it would, we were like living in some like some sus, some sus areas. Um, but yeah, what I cities? Back, I can't Bellflower? <laughs> Say what? Bellflower? Nah, 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 nah. We're, wait, what, what are we? What is, what is what is Bellflower exactly? Bellflower is in uh, is it? Oh, you you know about know Bellflower? It's it's near like La Palma, Cerritos area. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was renting a bedroom there, and the person that, who owned the house got robbed right in front of our house by gunpoint. Jeez. Dude, well, we were next to a rehab center, literally in the same, like, like we, this is our driveway, mm-hmm. and the rehab center is right, right across from us. Like, we share the same driveway with them. Like, Wait, well, aren't, you're from, you live in Virginia too, right? Yeah, I live in Virginia also. Where yeah. were you in I Virginia? I live everywhere, bro. I was in the Tri-City area. It's called, um, like, there's, like, a place called Bristol, Kingsport. Um, it's the border of, of Virginia and Tennessee. Oh, so you're like on the west yeah. side, then. bro? I wasn't—I don't know. I felt like the south, bro. I, dude, I would go into you're a grocery store. You're like the places I don't go. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but dude, I would go into a grocery store and people would stare at me. And I'm like, where did this Mexican come from? I'm not Mexican. I'm Filipino, right? Dude, <laughs> right? Yeah, because when I, I drive from like crazy. Norfolk or Fairfax, like DC Norfolk, area, yeah. and we go through those areas to go, you know, go to to the west side or anywhere west, I'm always terrified. Dude. <laughs> when i go around those parts i'm like he stared at me like what am i doing there yeah, yeah 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 dude it's it's yeah we, that's not place for this podcast but yeah dude I, yeah, yeah i don't feel safe in a lot of those areas no it makes sense it makes sense um but so how is it then right like from with your wife mm-hmm. right? the upbringing of you together of where you were not making the best money, not living in the best conditions. And by the way, she stood stuck with you that whole time. Mm-hmm. So take care of her well, man. It's hard to find people like that, to be honest. <laughs> so how does that feel to be able, and just seeing that from where you guys were, right? Where she was, the life you're able to give her. And then now, right? The life that you're able to give both yourselves now, how does that feel, man? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it feels amazing, right? Like, I think one of the best feelings is being able to provide for your family, right? Mm. Um, and that's something I never really had perspective on until I had kids. And I was like, Ooh. oh, so this is what it's like, like, making sure, like, this, is this how my parents felt when they wanted to make sure I had everything I needed, whether they could afford yeah. it or not? Now it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is what it's like to make sure you can provide the best future for your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's like literally my only mindset outside of like my own selfish reasons of like, you know, I want to be the best engineer I can. I want to see how far I can take this. But yeah, like I, nothing can describe the feeling and I hope everyone can experience this. Just being able to provide, whether it's your family or friend or anybody, like, like having the financial means to do so is, it's, it's like a, the biggest privilege, right? Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think you asked me like what what would I be if I wasn't an engineer? Yes. Before yes. I before I was before I was an engineer, I was a full-time photographer. So, uh, before wow. before I moved to the West Coast, I was working on a coffee book for like landscapes and stuff. But that's probably what I think I would go full-time photography. I was like really into it. Wow. I went pretty hard for like 4 or 5 years. Um Damn. And then I graduated from college. Was, I was like, it was basically paying my rent while I was in school, just paying it with paying it with a uh, wedding photography and stuff. So wow. I'll, I'll probably go back to that. I wish I. That's could so interesting that. because your degree has nothing to do with coding. It's computer engineering, so hardware. I'm assuming. Dude, dude, it's like a. I think I have like a business degree. <laughs> you have a business degree? It's like business. It's like business and information systems. Jeez. So most of my so classes are just like generic, like business classes i think i had so like you just two went to boot camp classes. no i didn't even do boot camp is what's what's general assembly then uh That's so one of my jobs paid for me to just we just had like a tuition thing we could spend <laughs> and they're like do you want to just go spend it on something and i took a ux class <laughs> that's like legit. So th was that your transition though was that your transition into no not even i just like spent the money they're like they're like either use it or lose it and i was like all right I'm like, I don't even know what UX is. <laughs> hold on, hold UX on. So class. you didn't have, I, this whole time I thought you had a degree, like a computer science degree or something. Nah, I just assumed it. Hell no. So you just went into software engineering, self-taught, 2009, when it wasn't popular, by the way. This was, mm -hmm. software engineering was not popular I got, I got, back I in think, the day. I think I got a C in one of my programs. I think I did like one programming class and I like basically failed it. <laughs> Bro, I told you, me. I never wanted to be a programmer. <laughs> I, I told you, I didn't care. I just wanted to wow. be a professional video game player. And you just... Who, who, who all right what filipino dude didn't right right <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing man yo it is it's so amazing to see your career right like i you, i know you're cool like with uh chow you know mm -hmm. chow right yeah he's a um, yeah um i keep telling everyone he's friends with let tell trio already told you i got chow i got i got him the job at my company so Every time you see him, to remind him to treat me to dinner every single time we meet up. <laughs> like, oh, you're Krishan's uh, friend, right? <laughs> You'll love no, but, that. You'll love yo, Chow's Chal amazing. I love that dude. He's going to move here to Vegas, actually. So I told him to um, to uh, live with me so he can, um, you know, he could train me for $1 an hour in my home gym. <laughs> That's what's up, dude. No, but yeah, he's going to move here. So it's cool, man. I I'm so happy. with it. You know what's interesting, though? Everyone I've been interviewing seems to know each other. It's so it's interesting. A, the tech bubble is small, especially if you field it from tech Twitter, right? Like you think about like tech Twitter is like a grain of sand in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. Um, and especially if you dip into the tech Twitch, like tech Twitch is Bro. even yeah. smaller, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, so like True, Melky, me, like I've known them since I started my Twitch journey. First Yo, day almost. That's amazing. Back in 2020. And then you've all grown your Twitch communities. I should have yeah. kept going. Damn. I mean, why'd like, I stop? It's I crazy because uh, like Melky was just trying to be a programmer and then now he's at Twitch, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah. And then True was working. Then she got the Discord thing. She was at Square, I think, at the time. Square, yeah. She was um, at Uber. Jeez. And then I was just a random, a random person on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But your, yeah. your following on Twitter has blown up, dude. How does it, is it? Is it literally just your memes? Like what I the heck? think it was. I don't even really? know what happened. I I don't know. It was like three months. There was like a there was a time where a couple months were just I don't know if they're bots or what, but everything just started happening. I spoke at NextJS Conf, and then wow. that kind of helped it too. And then it helps that I'm just like friends with like True and Prime mm. and Milky. It's kind of like this circle, right? Yeah. So it's like you kind of like the friends group. You, People it's the crew. kind of know what the friend group is, it's the and then crew. they kind of just like, yeah, follow all of them, I guess. But yeah, it's weird, man. I never yeah. thought I don't consider myself like a content creator. I just do it because I just like talking to people. But yeah. I don't like live and die by numbers or anything. If I don't want to upload, I won't. Mm-hmm. I'll do it only when I want to. You um, really don't grind in anything. You just do everything only because you love it. It's it's not worth it, dude. Like yeah. I've been down that road. Like, I don't, I've seen, like, I'm friends with a lot of content creators. They, they, they live and easy. die by numbers. And I'm just like, oh, you gotta yeah. stop. But, but if you're, but if it's your living, I get it. But if it's like your side gig, then it's like, like, I get, I get, yeah. I get like, you want this, but if, at what cost, you know? And I'm not going to ditch it. Like if the, the people are going to be, you know, influencer or whatever, good for you. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm just in a different point in my life and. I don't want to be like in those, like, I'm not going to say ever get down. I definitely do, but I'm trying to always like be up, be above water as much as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always try to like, to anyone I talk to behind the scenes, I'm just like, dude, like it's clearly not making you happy, whether it's leak code, content creation, people talking to you on Twitter, like delete Twitter, like all those people like bothering Like, so for me, it's like anything that's negative, I don't mess with it. So I legit don't. Like I, I meme on Twitter and I talk trash. It's all like fun. Yeah. But I don't do anything seriously. And like, I don't judge people. Right. Yeah. Um, or at least publicly. <laughs> I was kidding. But yeah, just you are anything Filipino. negative, anything, anything negative. I just try to, uh, anything that doesn't make me feel good. I just don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. You know, it, it's for YouTube with me. I used to live and die by YouTube. Mm-hmm. If my a video performs well, I'm happy as hell. Mm-hmm. When the video would bomb, and a lot of them did, dude, my mm-hmm. happiness would go down the drain, right? And so, yeah, man, it's, yeah, it, it sucks, dude. It, it sucks. It really it does. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, I just like you know, you be careful. Everyone else that's yeah. like doing something similar, be careful. I get the grind, right? I understand. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to put in the work. It's gonna be ups and downs, but you know, it's I don't know, man. <laughs> I know we're about to end this, but I, I'm very competitive, and I'm curious. Compared to the other podcast interviews you've done, I'm curious who who asked the better questions. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, Damn. to be honest, I haven't I haven't done many. Oh, it was only back in banter with my homie. Okay, so okay. I did back in banter, but I also yeah. I'm also a host on Pod Rocket, and I host ah, for them. But okay, we, ours okay. is more curated discussions than they are mm. like free free form, right? Like I don't, yeah, yeah. I kind of just like do the research, and then I have some questions, etc. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like you and you and um, Lane were like very similar. Like just mm. very. It, it went on for we, me and him talked for a long time because there was really? no structure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when you have topics like this and it's just like fun conversation. It's like I mean, you could just be drinking a beer right now. Or Literally, like, I could talk to you for like five hours straight. Yeah, it's like that's pretty much the same vibes I get from you and him and like. If I ever do any more podcasts, I actually I did one with like um, Dax and Adam Dot Dev, and it was very mm-hmm. similar. No, no curriculum or agenda. Yeah, you just show up and just hang out. You know what I mean? Could you could you hook me up and try to get Prime on this in this podcast too? Prime, yeah, go, go on the podcast. Boom! I'm clipping this, <laughs> clipping this, and sending it to him. No, for sure, dude. But yeah, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh, Chris, seriously, trash, you freaking piece of trash, dude. I uh, <laughs> I appreciate you making time for this, man. Dude, it was fun, man. This was awesome. 